0: The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. As you've been hearing from Tina Gates on the news, there have been a series of vigils held last night and a number more to be held around the country today in uh, Dublin, in Carlow, in Wicklow and obviously in Sligo. Last night um, we got audio from some of the people who were outside the spire at the Dublin vigil. You're
1: beautiful people. On behalf of the national lgbt federation and gcn and of course you we extend our deepest condolences to michael and Aidan's families and friends and the sligo community we are sorry for this deep trauma that has now impacted your lives and we are heartbroken and that's why we're
0: here i think in some ways it would be easy to assume in 2022 especially after movements like marriage equality and repeal and and these progressive movements run by young people, led by young people, you know, that one really necessary change, the, the issues like homophobia, transphobia, you know, sexism, that they've, they've largely been solved and dealt with. and And these kinds of attacks, they prove that we have so much further to go. That's people speaking there at the vigil outside the spire in Dublin for the two uh, men murdered in Sligo, Aidan Moffat and Michael Snee. And of course, there was a vigil in Sligo last night. From where Paul Quinn, news reporter with Virgin Media Television, is reporting for us. What was the mood around the town last night, and what was the kind? What what was the attitude of people that you spoke to, Paul?
1: Good morning, Anton. I think there was there was a real sense of anticipation ahead of the vigil. Uh, we were unsure, I suppose, how many people were going to to turn up. We expected uh, large crowds, and this certainly this certainly came out. There was hundreds of people uh, gathered in Sligo. Started gathering just after half past five. We were on air yesterday evening, and I was on air for a couple of minutes at half five. And, and, and once we came off air, we noticed that like, the crowds just began to, to to double. And as I say, hundreds of people turning up. Uh, members of Michael Sneed's family. Um, were there um, surrounded by their family, their friends, the community, people who didn't know Michael Snee, people who who didn't know Aidan Moffat, who never met them, just felt that it was important for them to be there, uh, to show their solidarity, to remember the two men who were such a big part of life in Sligo. Like, Sligo is... It, it, it's, it's, it's a small community. Like, everybody knows everybody. Um, Aiden, although he was from Lissacal in County Roscommon, he'd lived and he'd worked in Sligo for a number of years, had his own business there, had a, a great circle of friends there who were, you know, so upset by what's happened. And Michael and his family have lived in Sligo Town all their lives as well. And Michael worked in Sligo Town. And people are just... I mean, over the last week, Sligo has just been on edge I think there's been a deep sense of anger of upset of just trying to comprehend what's happened over the last couple of days and it's not just Sligo, as I say it's Roscommon, and you know across the northwest across the country you can see the outpouring of of support for these two men and it's it's just been it's just been a very uh, difficult week and I know that there's got to be difficult days ahead as well.
0: Are people taking any solace from the speed with which a suspect was uh, found and arrested? Now, obviously, that'll have to follow through the um, prosecution and and the judicial system. But the fact that an arrest was made very quickly, do you think that helped?
1: I do think it's helped. Obviously, on Monday, word came through of the discovery of a man's body in in violent circumstances. And, you know, the town was, was shocked by that. And then on Late, very late Tuesday night, Gardaí called to the house of Michael sneeze at around 10.30, following the discovery of another uh, body in, in who appeared to have died in, in violent circumstances. And, and the word went out on early Wednesday morning. You know, news of these two two deaths, two violent deaths in Sligo and the arrest of a, of a man in his 20s. And I do think that that has helped. As I said, Sligo, earlier on in the week, there was a real census sense Sligo was on edge. People were worried, people that we had spoke to in the streets earlier in the week were, were just, they couldn't understand what was going on. They were wondering, you know, they were fearing for their own safety, they were fearing for their, their safety in their homes, for their families, for family members, and I I do think that the, the arrest of a person at that stage and the subsequent charging um, in court has helped to um, ease some of that, but you know, people are still deeply, deeply traumatized by what's happened over the last couple of days.
0: In in relation to the uh, two men that the, the uh, victims of of this horrendous attack, um, when are the funerals?
1: Yeah, so the funerals are due to take place. Both men will be laid to rest on Monday. Of course, with, with Easter and Good Friday and Easter Sunday, funerals can't be held over that, that weekend. So the two funerals will take place. Um, Aidan's funeral will take place in Lissacull in Wascommon, where he's from, where he grew up, where all his family members are. And uh, his large uh, group of friends living up there, his funeral will take place at 12 o'clock on on Monday and Michael Snee will be able to rest in St. Joseph's Church in Ballytiffin which is just a very short distance from uh, from his home uh, and that will take place on Monday as well at 12 o'clock and you know as you say we've had vigils last night, we're going to have more vigils today, I think in total around 35 vigils taking place across the country, I think today Wicklow, Donegal, Galway Kildare and Carlo and I also seen that there's a vigil being held in London outside the Irish Centre at around 5 o'clock this evening as well and, at the vigil last night in Sligo, members of the Muslim community were also in attendance and, you know, speaking to them, they just said it was really important that the entire community comes together at this time and they were there to show solidarity with, with Aidan and Michael and with their family and with with the, the wider community to try and make sense of all of this that that's happened. As I said, there was people there who who, who didn't know the two men who who had never met them, wouldn't know any of their family, one family, uh, a young family, driving from Galway to Donegal for their Easter holidays and just felt they had to stop off in Sligo on the way and they brought a little bouquet of flowers and essentially the note on it was like, you know, that as a society we were going to do better to make sure that things like this never happen again. And that was the kind of thing that you saw at the vigil in Sligo last night. People just felt that they had to come, they had to show the, their support and. And that, you know, that that something has to happen, that, you know, that we make we make things better in the future.
0: Paul Quinn, thank you very much. That is Paul Quinn reporting for us there. He's news reporter with Virgin Media Television. And of course, there are two communities impacted by the shock of this. There is the community in in the town and and the wider county of Sligo. There's also the LGBT community. Um, With us is James O'Hagan, who is a spokesperson for LGBT Ireland. James, last weekend, or I think it was the weekend, we we Mm -hmm. heard the reports of Evan Summers being assaulted in the middle of town in in, uh, Dame Street. And I think a lot of people will have read that and thought, God, I thought those days were behind us. And then we see what happens a number of days later. It's, it, it is as shocking a series of events as is possible for the LGBT community, isn't it? It,
2: it absolutely is. Uh, and I suppose the, the, the this particular string of events are at the the, the very most extreme end of, of the sort of discrimination and, and, and violence which which all minority communities experience. Um, but I suppose that while it has been shocking to the broader community seeing this and echoing back its 40 years since the passing of or since the murder of, of Declan, it really brings up that sense of like an Ireland from 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 years ago. But within the, the LGBT community, we've been aware of this trend, this uh, increase in homophobic activity over the last number of years, and we've seen it, I suppose, it, it, it's been just an undercurrent that 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 we have been experiencing sort of we saw last summer across pride celebrations around the country that flags were torn down and burned. We've seen graffiti sort of sprayed on um, LGBTQ, LGBTQ um, venues. We've seen sort of an increase in anecdotally certainly on social media of people sort of experiencing verbal abuse in the streets. And, and I mean, all of this is backed up by some research which was carried out in in University of Limerick, which showed that one in three members of the LGBT community had been sort of a a victim of verbal abuse or some form of of, of physical violence.
0: Because from the outside, I would have thought in in recent years, pride has become almost mainstream rather than being a a protest or not protest, the wrong phrase, but you know what I mean, rather Mm -hmm. than an expression of hard won freedom. Likewise, I I would have thought when you saw the uh, marriage referendums and all that went with that, From the outside, you would say this is as welcoming an environment as LGBT people have ever had. Not the case.
2: I mean, I suppose it's 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 always very important not to sort of get too sort of um, uh, not to get sensations. about it. Like, this is a very safe country for members of the LGBT community to to live in, and this is a a, a very safe. Like we, the reaction from the general population to these tragic events mm-hmm. in the last week shows how valued we are as members of our community. But I suppose there was a mindset of this is a problem which was solved back in 2015 and perhaps now it's put back on the agenda of like, oh, actually, maybe we have a bit more work to do on this and it's important. And
0: from what is dry, what do you think that undercurrent comes from?
2: I mean, I... I I guess all marginalised communities experience a certain amount of, of victimisation just by the virtue of the fact that they are different. This it, It's undeniable that we're living in a world which is currently experiencing a swing towards more right-wing policies and, and Ireland has been swimming against that tide in, in, in terms of the social progress that we've made over the last number of years. We've we, We've been doing amazing work in making sure that we're an inclusive society and we've been trying our best to make sure that every person, every Irish person feels valued. But we're, we're living in the, in the context of a move to the right everywhere and I think that that is just taking, it, it is it is beginning to take hold here a, a little bit and I think that it, it, these events are absolutely tragic but if they can allow us stop and, and ensure that this doesn't take root and that none of our communities are divided I think that will be a, a great thing that can come from them.
0: The LGBT community, like any others, it, it isn't a single homogenous entity that thinks mm-hmm. with a single mind. But from the people that you have been talking to over the last number of days within the community, what has been the reaction to the two murders?
2: I mean, you, you mentioned Devin Summers as well. And I think that it, it, they've sort of become linked in a way in the in the sort of the... The LGBTQ community's mind in this sort of justice—the most extreme end of 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 what we can face. Sort of, you know, the, these are the stories that you see coming out of other countries. These are the stories you see coming out of other places. These aren't what we expected to see. So I think that it, shock, and I, I mean, I. I certainly was reeling from it. I haven't been able to properly process it. I mean, I suppose, you, you know, the idea of y- using a dating app or the idea of, you know, going to a, a, a queer nightlife venue. And that that's there things I've done, there are things I've I, I have, I've done. And, but they and are the normality are. of living exactly. one's life. Exactly. And I suppose it, it then puts it into context of this, you know, this could have been anyway. So that fear is is definitely there and that sense of like shock. And perhaps for many people for whom I suppose you know, have have only experienced in Ireland at its more inclusive end. This is perhaps a sort of a a, a, a stark kind of moment of realisation of oh, oh, this. Actually, I am slightly othered and we need extra extra protection.
0: We're going to be speaking later on to uh, Mary McAleese, but her son, Justin, uh, is writing in the uh, Irish Independent today. And I think what he says in that open letter reflects a lot and, and echoes a lot of what you were saying. There's a paragraph where he says what happened in Sligo is disturbing, devastating and terrifying but it is the exception it is rare it is not representative of the Ireland that you if you are a young gay man is, is coming out to the Ireland that you are coming out to is one that voted overwhelmingly for marriage equality the Ireland that you are coming out to is one that loves you will stand by you and will accept you and I think James the thing that you're saying is that that is the bit that we have to continue to work on
2: Exactly exactly. and we need to, to look at people who, who are experiencing that additional level of marginalisation there are people within the, the the LGBTQ community who are benefiting less from the progress that we've made. Certainly sort of LGBTQ people living in rural or more isolated locations need that additional reach out and need to understand what supports are available to them and that there is a community that that who love them and want them to be part of it and their own communities need to come out as supportive of those people Uh, and and there are other people within sort of I suppose um, immigrants and and, and people living within the, the community who are new here that need those supports as well and I think that we, we are, when it comes to the mainstream LGBTQ community, I suppose we, we've seen that progress, we benefit from it, but there are people within it who don't to the same extent. And that's, I think, where we need to start focusing on now. James, thank you very much. That is James
0: O'Hagan, spokesperson for LGBT Ireland.